For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses, Season 7, Episode 15. Editing Mary's Outline. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Mary. I'm Howard. And uh, our dear Mary has... uh, loaned us for use on the podcast uh, an old outline of hers uh, from 2003 of a book she was working on. And uh, I'll warn you up front, we're going to let this podcast run a little long because there's going to be some reading involved. What we're going to do is we're going to have Mary read to us from her outline. Um, It's about 1,500 words long. And I will interrupt and we will do some criticism to edit this outline. Um, It may sound a little brutal, um, Mary says she's okay with this. Understand that when we're in editing mode, we do get a little bit, you know, we're going we're gonna to be looking at nits to pick. Uh, but one thing I want to suggest, this is an outline that we're editing. Podcasters, let's stay away from the sentence level sort of, well, why would they do that? In mm-hmm. an outline, we can assume that when she writes, these characters do this, that, that there will be an entire, reason. yeah, there will be a chapter for rationale. So if you see a larger scale reason or larger scale problem of, well, that doesn't seem like it's fitting character motivation. We can talk about that, but don't ask for specifics. Don't, we're not going to expand this outline. We're going to take what it is and try and find how we would, as authors, help this outline become uh, an outline for a better book. All right? Sounds good to me. So, Mary, why don't you go ahead? All right. Um, let me... Shall I briefly tell them? Whatever you want. I, just to preface, this is, I, I went like 10 years without writing, and this is the thing that brought me back into writing. It started as a serial, um, and then for my niece and nephew, and then I was like, oh, I have something here, and started and, and wrote an outline. So I wrote this in 2003, um, and it is a, it's a young adult, or it's a middle grade fantasy. Chapter one. We meet Marie and Kennedy, two American children living with their parents in China. They awaken in the middle of the night to find cats in their rooms. They follow the cats to the elevator, which takes them below the first floor. Chapter 2. The doors open on a forest. A beautiful woman is waiting for them, but becomes angry when she sees them. She magically wraps them in silk and hits Marie. Marie kicks her, and Kennedy bites her. A mysterious man and appears... a mysterious man appears and fights off the woman. He is a monkey. Okay, let's go ahead and pause there um, for our first two chapters. This is um, this is kind of our instigation. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a this inciting is inciting incident. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what we've got going on here, I, I one of the things I like about this, the tone is pretty obvious from the get go. It does feel like a whimsical middle grade fantasy. Yes. Um, 
I'm happy. There's a monkey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, are there any red flags that you guys are seeing with these first two chapters? Not without knowing the rest of it. Okay. Um, it may be that this is not setting it up correctly, but I don't know what we're leading to yet. Yes. Okay. Um, and let's ask another question so that we can um, kind of illustrate for our, our writing excuses listeners. Is this how you guys approach an outline when you make one? Um, or do you use different methodology? She's doing a chapter by chapter. Chapter one, this is what happens. Chapter two, this is what happens. Uh, yeah, I, I handle it a little, dif a little differently. It's, it's interesting because I, will, I won't go into that level of detail, you know, the mm -hmm. chapter level of detail, but I will include things like uh, Marie and Kennedy decide to follow the cats because they're curious or decide to follow the cats because they're angry at their parents. Um, uh, I'll, I'll include some sort yeah. of emotional clue for me so that I know what it is I have to go in and, and flesh out when I'm writing. And, and that's the way I do that now. I, yeah. I include emotional cues um, now. And, and I also, my current outlines, I also break them down scene by scene. Uh, my big worry here, just right at the beginning, is that we have very little, any sort of, um, of characterization or emotional cues for these two characters. I'm having this introduced to me. I'm assuming that this is the story of these two kids. Um, I would envision this being their viewpoint and getting viewpoints primarily from these two. That's a middle grade novel. That's mm -hmm. a um, maybe even just one of them, mm -hmm. with the other one having um, some main character parts, but not um, not being a viewpoint character. And my big worry is, I don't know. You know, in a middle grade novel, I'm going to be looking for some sort of thing I can latch onto for each of the children that is their primary character archetype. This is actually, I think, really important in middle grade. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily want to play in the cliches, but you know, the, this, the girl is the brain and the boy is the, um, the impulsive adventurer. That's kind of basically, you know, Fablehaven, um, mm -hmm. the, the pitch for those two. Um, the, yeah. the thing I would add to that, uh, because the same thing stood out to me, and the thing that I would make sure to include that I think is also very important is to give us a little more about the starting state. And this may be just a case of you knew this but didn't put it in the outline. Yeah. But, you know, this is kids going into a magical world. What are they leaving behind? Are mm -hmm. they coming from a broken home, from a happy home? What are they going to learn to take back and, yeah. you know, solve whatever problem they have in the real world? Mm -hmm. And so a, a good establishing shot of their lives, I think, is very important to start with. All right, let's go um, for chapters. Why don't you read to us um, chapters three and four? Okay. The children learn that their savior is Sun Wukong, the monkey king. He unties them. Kennedy removes a finger bone from his mouth. The beautiful woman was actually the bone demon in disguise. General Chupachia, a man with a pig's head, arrives with the cats. The cats, Mao Murong and Mao Mei Gao, belong to Han Ao Ming, the woman that the bone demon was pretending to be. They found Wukung when they realized that the woman was not their mistress. Wukung says that he will help the children return home. Chapter 4 The children can now understand the cats. The group makes their plan to rescue the real princess, defeat the bone demon, and return the children to their home. Uh, Sun Wukung plucks hair from his chin and turns it into clothing for the children. General Pig wants to eat the feast that the bone demon has left behind. They convince him that it is probably poison. The group leaves the clearing together in search of Ao Ming's palace. Okay. Curiously, yeah. this outline does not at any point mention their baby sister. Oh, they have a baby sister? Uh, yeah. Well, it does later on. Okay. It uh, mentions the baby. 
Um, but um, I wanted to stop you here because actually for our listeners, this is a very natural, I don't know if you were doing this intentionally, but bridge from Act 1 to Act 2. We just had the act, the end of Act 1, you know, we've had the instigation, we've had uh, initial problems, and now is the decision of this is the problem we're going to have to overcome mm -hmm. for this book, and we are actually consciously deciding to set out to overcome it. You know, I think this is the first time I've ever understood what Act 1, Act 2 meant. Mm. Okay. It's, I've, the act, two, act, the three-act structure has never made sense. Oh no, to this me. this is perfect. Let me let me reiterate well, that yeah. for for kind listeners. Of had two of those moments. There have yeah. been two moments of decision. We will follow these cats into an elevator. Now, see, I, that's that's instigation. That's curiosity. That's not moment of decision. That's oh, we're gonna see. Then in yeah. that case, I misunderstood yeah. because I thought the first chapter had them. You know, they knew they were going somewhere awesome with the cats rather than no. just following random cats. Yeah. Um, no, I, the, the, see, it's, it's, the reason this marks a natural bridge, Act 1 to Act 2, is the, they decide that they are going to, the group, you know, they convince him that his, no, 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 makes their plans to rescue the real princess, defeat the bone demon, and return the children to their home. Mm -hmm. That is a bridge, Act 1, we have now introduced everything that is basically going to be our plot, yeah, per, we made per, our decision, uh, and we're going. Per Lou Anders' uh, yeah. Hollywood formula back in, uh, uh, season six, uh, this is the point where we realize we actually have a movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so what, what else, what are you guys going to say? We've, we've now had all of Act One given to us. Okay, well, here's a super nit to pick. Okay. I love the Chinese mythology popping up here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am very concerned at a middle grade level that these names are going to be hard to pronounce and differentiate. Um, um, I am a little bit worried about that. Now, the fact that two of them are cats... One has the head of, the pig, of a pig, and one's a monkey. You That'll can, make the characters easy. Yes. And when she said General Pig, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's the first time she said a name a second time, and I've known who it was. See, the um, thing is, um, I, I'm willing, to, I think that's a red flag to raise for an author. This is something that can be achieved very easily in text by using a cue alongside them. Every time mm -hmm. you, you, know, you mention, if, if you, you call, you know, son the monkey king very often, you mention, you know, son hung um, from the branch, you know, by his tail and chatted at them. You can use very easily a lot of visual cues to remind us, this is a monkey, this is a pig-headed man, these are cats. I'm worried about the two cats getting mixed up. This, mm -hmm. is, a, this is a case that really hammers home the, the kind of conventional wisdom of make sure that each name is as visually different as possible. Yes. They all start with different letters. Yeah. It, it becomes difficult when you're dealing with, you know, each character has three names. Yeah. Do yep. there have to be two cats? Is that a mythological no, thing? No, actually, and this is, here, here we go into um, beginning writer errors. Uh, those are my cats. Ah, okay. So, Mary um, and Sue. Yes. yes basically, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's uh, Marlo and Maggie, and there becomes, an, you know, because I had two cats, later there are plot reasons that there need to be mm -hmm. two of them, but no, when I was writing this, it was... Yeah. It was a way to connect to my niece and nephew. Yeah. So And there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that when that's the mission of the story. Yeah. Right. Um my my editorial brain would say, Ugh, the the cat's names are too close. They're both they both look like cats. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, well, I completely agree that the, that the, the other way of doing this is just have them be essentially one character that Right, that two you of. don't need to differentiate. Yeah. And yeah. So oh, it's as long one as we cats. know these two cats, everything one does, the other one's doing, then we it, we don't have to differentiate right. them. And that's kind of that that works kind of well as well. Yeah. 
All right. Um, let's was, read. Oh, they, sorry. I was going to say, in, on the page, they do have very different personalities. Yeah. And okay. they do very different things. I think in that case, just changing the names. The names, yeah. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go. Howard's like, we're running out of, of time. We're running out of time. We're going to go way long this time. Okay. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
remember. Way so, long. Um, so yeah, book of the week doesn't is need to be done until. the name of one of the okay. cats. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and read the next two. Okay. Um, the sun comes up as they are walking through the forest, and the children realize that their parents will be very worried about them. They ask Wukung if they can just go home and let him find Ao Ming alone. He tells them that the bone demon will come after them because Kennedy had bitten his finger off. In the middle of the day, they smell food cooking. Pa Chia leads the way to a small hut where an old man is cooking dinner. Monkey King attacks the old man with no warning. Chapter 6 Pa Chia and the children try to stop him, but it is no use. Pa Chia winds up with a cloth over his head, so does not see the old man become the bone demon and almost gain the upper hand. The demon tries to turn Marie into a snake. Kenny trips him and in the process gains the bone demon's foot. Monkey King chases the bone demon away. The spell on Marie stops when the, bo when the demon leaves. Wukung adds the foot to his collection. They can't find me wrong. Okay, I'm just going to say that I yeah. need to be consistent with names on this because right. that's driving me crazy. Well, that's okay. <laughs> this outline, remember, is written to you. Yes. And so you, mm -hmm. can, you can differentiate. Um, but it's going to be a little bit hard for our readers, but... I, I, our listeners, I, yeah. think we, I think we can keep them yeah. mostly straight. Um, let's look at um, large-scale things happening here. What, any red flags? Okay, first one that jumps out to mm -hmm. me is in Chapter 4 or whatever it was at the end of the last section, they decide we are going to go off and solve this problem. Mm -hmm. Very first thing that happens in the very next chapter is, oh, dang, we want to go home now. And the, that makes sense. You know, We're worried that our yeah. parents would be missing us, but it seems like there should be something that happens that leads them to that rather than immediately making a decision mm. and following it up with no, you a know, different one. Um, Dan, I actually wrote down when I was reading through this that I thought that that struggle should have been moved back to Act 1 Yeah, just right before the decision um, yeah. is made. I really mm. like one nice thing that's happening here is the escalation. He tells them that the bone demon will come after them because Kennedy did such and such. Escalation. You can't just escape. You must defeat the evil, confront the evil, um, because if you run away, the evil will get you. Um, very nice escalation of the plot, but it is a good thing to help us for that bridge, that Act One decision-making time, mm -hmm. not right after it. Yes, I, I would. I would say the other direction to go is to move it later. Okay, they you could. Yes, meet all these amazing new fun friends, and they decide mm -hmm. they're going to go on an exciting quest. And then maybe in chapter ten, they're yeah, like, you know, get hard. this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Yep. Maybe it's time for us to go home. Oh, that's 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 an equally good suggestion. Um, in fact, it might be a better suggestion. Um, one red flag I'm seeing here also, this is, a, this is a red flag that isn't all the way up yet, but it's a, I guess it is a red flag, but it's not necessarily a problem yet. It's a red flag at half-mast. Yes. I'm worried that the Monkey King is going to do everything interesting. Um, he's such a compelling, dynamic character in mythology. He's so powerful compared to the children, and it, I'm worried that this is going to turn into a, we get into a problem, Monkey King rescues us. We get into a problem, Monkey King rescues us over and over again. I'd read that book. <laughs> well, the problem is it's <laughs> no, going to, it's I, I going to feel... Yeah. Yeah. The Monkey King is, slow, is becoming the main character. Even though you're going to be giving viewpoints to the kids, if the Monkey King is doing all the interesting stuff, we have passive observers watching someone doing something awesome, which is a red flag. It's not to say that can't be done. Mm -hmm. Anything can be done and, and achieved, but it's a big major red well, flag Well, this could me. still definitely go the direction of the kids end up doing something that, you know, rescues the Monkey King or helps yeah. the Monkey King or something. It could, but we'll that's, that, that's, that's yeah. a worry for me. Let's go ahead and stop. Oh, Dan. I was going to stop us. Yeah, so. let's go ahead and stop for our book of the week. 
Um, and Mary, you're actually going to promo our <laughs> book of the week this week. Uh, the book of the week this week is my book, uh, Glamour and Glass, which um, I wrote a long time after this. Um, and that is the sequel to Shades of Milk and Honey. So this is basically um, what happens if you take a happily ever after that ends book one and then send them on honeymoon to the middle of Waterloo. <laughs> oh, that's a great right pitch. Right before Waterloo gets crazy? It's right before Waterloo gets yeah. crazy. This is not a, uh, a spoiler because it's history, but the book is set in 1815. Uh, Shades of Milk and Honey is 1814, and the interesting thing about 1815 is that's when Napoleon comes out of exile. Mm. He goes in in 1814, so people went to the continent. Okay. And so our listeners can uh, head over to writingexcuses.com slash B-O-W for book of the week. Um, so writingexcuses.com slash B-O-W where you can find Glamour and Glass and uh, many of our other uh, recommended books of the week. If you want to support the podcast, uh, click on one of those links and shop with us through Amazon and we get a tiny little piece of that pie. Yep. So... Um Let's keep going on this. Once again, readers, listeners, we're going to go pretty long on this podcast. I think it's, um, it's legitimate and justified um, because we want to get through this whole outline. We're, we're maybe halfway through now. Yeah. So let's keep going um, and read the, read the next ones. The next, let's do the next, let's do the next um, three. Okay. Uh, chapter 7. Morong had fled, fled up a juniper tree when the fighting began. He can't get down, so Wukong goes to rescue him. While at the top of the tree, Murong is able to point out the palace of Ao Ming. Pachia again protests that they must be fed. Wukong concedes and points out a starfruit tree. He tells them to eat while he and Mei Gao do something else. Kennedy accidentally makes Marie cry about the snake thing. They reconcile. They eat the fruit, really? Wukong comes out of, out of the house with an old man. Or with the old man. Uh, chapter 8. The old man had been bound and hidden by the demon. Wukung had released him. Wukung confesses that he had been afraid the old man would be dead, which is why he didn't want the children to go with him while he looked. The old man is Ma Liang, a painter. Uh, parentheses. Folktale about painter who paints real things. This is his descendant whose paintings move and show what is real. This is an actual folktale. As a measure of his gratitude, he gives them a magic scroll so they can see their parents. Their parents are sick with worry. The journey resumes with flight. Okay, let's actually stop there. Yeah. I think that's a good place to stop. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and raise um, a, a red flag. Uh, we were worried about the characters of the children, and by this point, I'm really worried about it. Meaning, um, the only real character thing that I've had for them that seems like conflicts or personalities from them is the two of them fighting over the snake thing. Definitely not big enough for me. Yeah. Um, I want, um, from the shape of this journey, um, I'm not at all, our listeners may actually be worried about the magic and things like that. I'm not worried about it at all. This is a whimsical, middle grade fantasy. The magic is, um, is serving as, um, as yeah, that's something. All, that's all working fine. It's all mm -hmm. sense that's of all wonder. Fine. It's working great. Sense of mythology. But what isn't working is I need these characters to ground me in reality. That's, who, that's their job. And they need to have either a relationship problem between themselves that they're working on. They probably should each have a skill they add to this story. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. Now, Lemony Snicket did this in a very obvious and kind of over-the-top way. But each kid had their skill. You know, what was it? One yeah. was good at reading, and one was good at building, and mm -hmm. one was good at biting, or yeah. something like that. And he could do it all in one sentence. Um, that's actually really good advice. For this, I would look for a little more depth. Yeah. But one of them, they, they each have to add something. Maybe one of them loves mythology and say, oh, I've read of this painter. And that's their special skill. They should all, both 
each have some yeah. sort of special flaw that I, they're working through. I think in terms of the uh, want-to-go-home conflict, yeah. that mm-hmm. this is the point at which yes. we introduce the, uh, uh, oh, maybe this decision we made was too hard. I, I still think that back yeah. when they made the decision, yeah. they have to be a little worried about leaving home, and then, but, you know, they... Cowboy well, up and, yeah, and head I, out. I'm going to combine your comment with Brandon's and say that one of them is worried. Yeah. One should be worried and one and should be excited. And the other excited. one's okay. excited. Yeah. Yep. yeah. But the painting uh, showing them their parents uh, yes. is, a, is a pinch. That's absolutely yeah. when the moment should come where they're like, oh, well, crap. And I'm, I'm going to be looking for some escalation with the parents eventually. Okay. We see this thing. We can see the parents. Just saying that the parents are so sad and worried is good right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of want the parents to be in danger at yeah. some point to escalate this up. Um, the other thing I'm noticing right here is this outline, as an outline, includes a lot of random junk yeah. that really doesn't need to be in an outline. <laughs> oh, I know. And Juniper. That, Mary. And it's, it's at the expense of the important things, yeah, such absolutely. as where, what, where, what is our mystery plot or our, our you know, our, um, uh, our, our sense of progression? Yeah. Um, what are our things that we're working through in our conflict? These things are being left out, and instead, you know, they eat the fruit um, <laughs> that you ja- laughed at when you read it. Um, and that's what's really, I think, the biggest problem for me in this outline. Yeah. Well, I think we are getting some sense of progression. We yes. have this growing collection of bone demon bones, which is deliciously yes, that's macabre. Yes, that's great. Um, it, it suggests to me that the progression is very slow, though, and I, I worry the other sense but of progression we'll is motion. We're going from point to point to point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would almost, uh, I would suggest, all right, in order to get to the castle, we must travel these places to, uh, to signal to the, to the reader. Give the, the reader the grade. map. This is where we're going. Right. Um, yeah. There's a reason why Dora, Dora. does this. Mm-hmm. Um, don't do it as obviously as Dora, but it's good to outline. It's the reason why Dora does this. It's a good reason. Well, and I want to say, adults who don't know what Dora is or have never seen an episode of Dora the Explorer, go watch one. It's dumb and you'll hate it, but it is a really brilliant condensation of the quest formula into a very easy-to-understand little bite-sized piece. It's dumb and you'll hate it, but it's a really brilliant condensation. (laughs) Yes, it is. I like brilliant Um, condensation. On on a long car drive, my wife and I once... uh, plotted out the entirety of the Lord of the Rings trilogy in the Dora formula. It really works well. Okay. Um, and I did warn that this episode is going long. It's actually, I think I'm actually going to break it here. I think we're going to continue this outline next week because I think uh, we'll want to talk about the ending with enough time that I, that I don't want to feel rushed. So we're actually, we'll stop here um, almost to the end of Act 2, and then we'll start at the end of Act 2 next week, um, and we'll then do Act 3. All right? All right, and I have a writing prompt for you. This started off as a retelling of a, of a Chinese folktale. And so what I want you to do is I want you to take a folktale and retell it in the Dora the Explorer formula. So make it a quest story and just go ahead and outline it for right now. Okay. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. 
Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.